Now, don't get mad at me because you're not an overcomer. That's why I don't have testimony line too much. The testimony line only for overcomers. You know, they talk about the blood of Jesus. In other words, they talk about that's something that they've been through. And then they say, man, God, he sure did deliver me out of that. But, but it came because you finally met his condition. You know, we're going to find out a little bit more about this today. We're gonna, you know we're going to be right at again? Right smack dab in the book of Job. Mm-hmm. This time, I'm going to talk about Job in the message, but I'm going to mostly center it around Elihu. That's why I'm asking if you read the book. That's why, you know, it shouldn't be silent in here when I start telling the truth. You know, a lot of believers' mouths are stopped today because they don't know the truth. They're halting between two opinions. Two opinions. Now, Dad Dow, he did say something in the testimony that, that if I don't put it right, all the people that didn't know the whole story or wasn't there to hear it, they would take it the wrong way. Now, that's not to say what he said was wrong because he didn't say anything wrong. I'm saying, if you're listening, that if people only heard what he said without knowing the whole story, you know how the spirit of man mind is. Mm-hmm. Ain't that true? Was y'all paying attention to the testimony? What did he say? What am I talking about? Let's see if we're in the same spirit. Sister Marley. Hmm? Yeah, somebody listening. And now everybody say, oh, oh yeah, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. But see, see what I'm talking about? That's how we do. That's why we have learned to do all our lives. Occupy space and time and don't know nothing. I mean, even if uh, you, you can tell I was just building up to a way for you to be able to latch on what, what I'm getting ready to talk about. And that's how you know if you're in the same spirit. And see, there's a, a pride in man that hates to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Anybody here tonight? I tell you what, what it is, it's really folly and foolishness that's inside a man. And of course, now you do know you're not thinking about nobody else when I'm talking about folly and foolishness. What you ought to do is take this preaching as ain't nobody else around. I'm, I'm directly talking to you. You know, that way you won't have an escape. You know how we all the time, we take the escape. We take the escape because, you know, well, that ain't for me. Have somebody else. What if I was talking to somebody else? If you was there to hear, the, the wisdom of the Bible teaches that if any time somebody gets reproved or rebuked, what you should do is take it as the fear of God. It's a good opportunity for you to do a personal assessment of yourself. To see where you measure up with him. Did I say something wrong? No. 
Well, I said down the dining hall, it is a wicked thing for a man to say that I love God. Now, of course, people say that all the time, don't they? Don't they say it all the time? And then, of course, then I can come right along and back up exactly what I said by, by the word. See, he'll tell you that I love God, but he say, well, that ain't what I mean. By the time you get finished, what you, what you do is you tell him to explain to me, what do you mean you love God? Come on, talk to me. See, the truth is, everybody in here only loves God up to a certain extent. His wisdom. Because as soon as your trial comes, that's when the God's love is in question. Usually the majority of the time our heart just spews out its folly. And then we have to, you know, in, in that season, it's our hope for somebody praying for us. That we're able, hopefully God will send a man. Send a messenger. And then if none of that work, he's he going to come himself. Hope that we get it. And then we'll have a testimony about how foolish and how folly, full of folly we was. Tell me it ain't, a, it ain't like a round, just round and round over and over again. Because as soon as your trial comes, first thing you do, justify yourself more than you do God. How everybody else is, ain't got it and, and, and you all right and you being done wrong and God can't see it. And never once you, you, you even considering that God loves you. If he loved me, I wouldn't be going through all this. And then, see, that's the time... Y'all to ask somebody, do you love God? And then if they say that they love God and say, then they say, well, why don't you trust him then? Hmm? Well, trust him for what? Well, trust him if you love him. See, the Bible teaches that there's a perspective and order in love. First of all, number one is not that you loved him or that you love him. It's that he first loved you. That's, that's proper order perspective. So if you could say, God loved me, you be in order, not coming out and spewing out your folly. The pride of this wicked heart. I will. I do. Ah. Oh, Pastor Dow, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You mean exactly what you're saying. You don't understand what's coming out of your heart. Then we get into the realm where we limit God. 
You know, God is only as far as I can comprehend. Now, the truth is, we're supposed to be able to comprehend death, the breadth, the height, and the width. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll talk to you. But you got to remove some pride. You can't come in here thinking you know it. You got many things that you can't even do today. Serve, serve God in the beauty of holiness all because of your personal insecurities. Your personal malfunctions. Your hidden emotional disorders. Now, if I tell you the reason why all that is is because you don't trust him, then you're going to come back to me and say, yeah, I do too. And I'm going to say, well, okay, then, then trust him. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't hear what I'm saying. They, they don't hear what I'm saying. This is what a preacher's getting in trouble at. Well, I tell y'all to read about, y'all read about Paul. I was slowly taking my time going through the book of Matthew. And I go, how in the world can people miss deliverance? How can they do it? But they do it. Hmm? Watch this. Watch this. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him. Now, who's the him? Satan. By the blood of the lamb. Now, you tell me when there's a time that Satan is not to be overcome. He's always fighting. So, I mean, there's always a time to overcome. But you can only overcome him. You see, are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you that the reason why you can't testify is because you ain't, you ain't trusting in God. The reason why you can't testify is because you're bound by Satan. The reason why you can't testify is because you haven't overcome nothing. Now watch and see. Next time open testimony, now the whole church will be open. You know why? I'll tell you the reason why for that too. Because your heart condemns you. At the hearing of the word. And then that only lasts for a short period of time. Then you'll be right back in that rut again. That's because of the, the period of soberness that has been granted to you. Now, see, there's nothing wrong with us knowing the way that our heart is because that's what the whole book of Job is all about. There's 42 chapters of it of revealing the very heart of man. So surely, surely God knows what he's talking about. As a conjunction after the blood of the Lamb. It says, and the word of that testimony. I mean, you got something to say. Now, let's just go on and tell the truth that the reason why we have a hard time testifying is because we still love our life. And every time we get to the point where we're being tried, we're still what we really are is in self-preservation to hold what we got. 
Now let me know if we get too hot in here. And I'm not talking about 90 degrees outside either. Because you know you won't tell yourself stuff like this. I can tell you this. Job knew who he was. But at the end of it all, he knew who he was. Mm -hmm. Hi, Job. Did you get Job sent to you, Dad Meg? You didn't get Job sent to you? I just preached it last week. No. Well, make sure before you leave, you get that. Um, It's a recommended listening. And I don't mean because it's that you're listening to it don't, don't mean that you're going to, you know, exactly recommend it for you. You got to have a, man, it takes a righteous spirit to hear correction and instruction, man. It, man, because, come on, correction is grievous to them that forsake the way. Now everybody jump into the spirit. Well, I'm going to receive correction. How was you doing up until then? <laughs> you can't just instantly turn on and off righteousness and a, and a real sincere heart of God you ain't never you, and see if you ever knows there's something in you I don't like all that you ain't never listened to a spirit here I am up here preaching that spirit trying to fight with me while I'm not and you got two voices you listening to. Now let me tell you what the Bible said. The Bible said a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. That means you got two spirits. And you mean to tell me by now you still had not figured it out? Where you been? Where you been all this time? Don't you know that the scripture says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood? Oh, yeah, I know that. Then what are you doing? <laughs> Sounds simple, don't it? Yet so hard, isn't it? See, you can never overcome. See, there's always going to be a part. Let me finish this statement first because somebody may sound bite that you can never overcome. He said this, you can never overcome. He, You can never overcome as long as you still love your life. And you find out every day how much you love your life. Every single day you do. By the challenge that is presented to the part you're trying to preserve. Because that's the only thing being challenged. Everything you're trying to hold on to. Don't we kick? Remember I used to do my mule impersonation? Yeah. Probably ain't no holes inside the pulpit for that thing. Yeehaw. That's our spirits. We failed to realize that, that all men's, every man's heart got to go through these things. Every, all men's heart got to go through these things. 
So next time we have a testimony line, it'd probably be all the way around the thing. And then again, you gotta understand, you, you gotta understand that some people's hearts are wax gross. I mean, all week long, I've been playing this pastor from up at, up at Hagerwich Baptist Church, preaching on evil surmise, evil, evil, ungodly, sympathetic soul ties. And all he been he preached that in 96. We put it on the air and then and then um, because we've been hearing it all of 2003 and all 2004. And let me help you out in your spirit if you didn't like what you heard. See, if you didn't like what you heard, what you probably did is cut it off. If it's been on, it's been on, I know, six days running, 24 hours a day. Same old message over and over again. You know why? Because it's something that God's people need to know. You, you hear it from here all the time. We don't receive it. So let's see if you hear it from somebody else. Amen. Mm-hmm. Then he called all the ones that without discontents. A bunch of spirits with discontents. Now, of course, that's all of them. It don't apply to us, right? See, there we are again. There we are while testimony is challenged when we're trying to preserve a certain part of our lives. When we seek preservation for our lives, that's when the, the battle starts. Because if you trust him, you wouldn't even kick against God's will. Why don't you just tell the truth? Why don't you just say it like you always say it, but you really don't say it, but you really mean it, but you really don't say it. Isn't that double talk? Well, you say, well, I'm not ready to do that just yet. What makes you think you're going to be ready tomorrow? See, evil seducers, they wax worse and worse. They deceive and being deceived. The Bible says if you have even the slightest of opportunity to hear his voice, don't harden your heart. And see, we don't take it as, as hardening our heart when we say, well, I'm not ready for that. Just I'll just wait a little while. You don't know if that's hardening your heart? You don't know this hard in your heart. Who gave you? If God gave you the opportunity to hear instruction, to hear his right way, to hear his word, what are you waiting on? You just assume like a lot of other people that it's going to be there again tomorrow. A lot of people, but tomorrow doesn't came. This week I was talking about the scripture that everybody used to try to fight against deliverance. But it has... More to do than the people that are involved in deliverance. Lord, have not we prophesy in thy name. A lot of people prophesy, ain't they? Mm-hmm. Have not we cast out devils in thy name? Ain't too many doing that now. Come on. All the believers in the world, there ain't too many people casting out devils in his name. Now watch this one. Have we done many marvelous works? People doing that everywhere, ain't they? And then he's going to say, do you depart from me, you that work iniquity I never knew you see what they're going to do is tell God all that they've done and did it for him in his name in his authority and God going to put a flim flam on them I ain't never knew you see what they do is they talk about all the things that they've done in his name but, but they ain't got nothing to say about what he done for them 
no overcomers. We doing God's work. We we doing God's will. And off and running they go, buddy. Now today you can't even say that's all anybody doing is will nowadays. Everybody too be doing their own will. Now you ain't gonna tell them that though. I mean I'm gonna tell it, but that don't mean they're gonna be told. I'm telling you, it's true. See the readers why they gnashed on Stephen with his, with their teeth. Them demons wanted to take a bite out of what they call crime. What they call the way of heresy. And they did the lust of their father. See, if I get talking real good, boy, I, I mean, I got a good speech, boy, that can, man, if they didn't have no laws in this world, boy, they could unleash on me. Amen. They even try it in here. Spirits even right here in, in God's own house. I keep telling you, when you read this gospels, when Jesus wouldn't cast devils out of people, where did he go do it at? And then he would go over to Peter's house. He'd go over there and he healed his mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law's sickness. Is that right? And then people would find out that Jesus was there. Then they brought all the people to him over there. And they would, stay, they would have an all-night deliverance. Then he'd go on down a little bit farther. He'd find somebody else or somebody would find him. And people reject it, don't they? The world tells us we believe it. A man speaks without God coming in his own name, we'll believe it. Then a man comes speak for God, we kick. As we hadn't been seeking to preserve nothing all this time, now all of a sudden we're, we're preserving ourselves. When God sends his man. Ah, praise God. Well, that's enough of demon bashing this morning, isn't it? They ain't working in nobody but us who think we know it. I'll tell them we don't. You're going to find out today that, that God will send one, one among a thousand. Amen. Isaiah 8.20 says, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word. It is because there is no light in them. How many people you know that they say they speak in the word? Brothers, sisters, preachers, teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists. They say they're speaking according to the word now. But if they're not speaking according to this word, it's because there's no light in them at all. Is that right? There's no light. Can you receive that? Because when you look at sympathetic soul ties, your heart goes after who you're knitted with. 
That's why when people leave here, yo, you, 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 you got that soul tie there. An ungodly soul tie. 